Kay from the Tapestry Project on the messy truth. So Nicole, we spoke about youths and holding space for them, uh, people who struggle with mental health. But you also talked about coming to you as they are when you run your programs. And one of the things that you do is journaling, journaling work for youths. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you landed on this idea of journaling for youths to help them cope? I guess this how I landed upon this idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing an aeroplane right now. Sorry. My brain's a bit weird. It's okay. Okay, how did you <laughs> arrive? Oh no, no. See, that's the night picture arrival hall. <laughs> yeah, arrival. Oh man, how do you know? <laughs> because you were the one that told me when we talk about stigma. You think about plants. The only oh, no. stigma you know is in a plant. Yeah, it was a hilarious joke. And it was a conference somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you got to sell our medical, yeah, All the medical professionals there, researchers, doctors. And then I said, I mean, I, I started my story by saying that I have no idea what stigma is. I didn't know what stigma is until even when I was going through, uh, uh, I was diagnosed with this, but I had no idea what stigma is until... My doctor said that, oh, you know, people don't normally talk about this because of the stigma. So the thing that came to my mind was my science textbook in primary school, where stigma is a part of the plan. Now, I think about it all yeah, the time. No, no. Whenever I see stigma, I think Nicole and the plan. <laughs> okay, let's talk about journaling. Um, so now you know who my guest is today, Nicole K. She's a, a visual person. Um, yeah, maybe journaling is visual. Yeah, it can be. I think how words conjure up certain images in our heads. And journaling is just that, you know, putting your your thoughts on paper and even seeing the words is a very visual sort of experience. Like the word stigma, sometimes we use it so much that it loses its meaning. We don't know what it is. We don't really break it down to how it translates in real life. So stigma maybe to a person means like not being able to get insurance. That's stigma. Not no. being able to get insurance. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know if I should be talking okay. about No, no, no. This. I know what you mean. So it's yeah. like people who have been diagnosed with mental health issues or suicidal tendencies, they yeah. may have difficulties in, in coverage for yes, insurance, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when you say journaling, when you ask youth to come to you as they are and journal about the issues that they, they feel for uh, in your workshops, what exactly are we looking at helping them deal with? I think... What I'm trying to achieve through our journaling workshops is helping, not really helping, because I, I think that they are able to help themselves. Okay. But really to facilitate that process of expression. Because sometimes, I mean, even as adults, we struggle with articulating whatever we are thinking. Maybe because we don't have the tools to do that. We don't have the space. We don't have the, the time to do it because mm-hmm. we're just so busy. So for youths, also the same thing. I, I think... Journaling gives them that space to really think about what they're thinking um, and they can, you know, use it, use their journals for writing or sketching or whatever comes to mind, really. It is a, it's a safe space lah, for them to really talk about what they really want to talk about without fearing that someone's going to say something to them. So do you look yeah. at their journals or when, when, when no. you come to your workshop? Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so no, when, when you come to the workshop, yes, yeah. uh, you call it a journaling workshop? A journaling workshop, yeah. We okay. call it the Restory Program. Yeah. The Restory Program, yeah. uh, a journaling workshop. When they come to your program, um, you run this in schools, right? Yes, correct. Okay. What do, they, <laughs> what do you help them work through and, and who would come for these programs? 
Um, so initially, we were approached by counselors who would send their clients. They call them clients to to they will sign up their sign their clients up for these workshops. Um, and it, I wouldn't say it's problematic, but by doing that, I feel that it is already putting a label on these kids saying mm. that oh these are problem kids so they need to do journal <laughs> which is not what we're trying to achieve so the program basically creates the a set of prompts for that will guide children through um journaling exercises and we make sure that it's done in a safe way so the restory program basically is about using journaling to tell their own stories right and it's based on uh, the narrative therapy framework so it is about helping youth tell their stories in ways that are strengths-based, that makes them stronger and kind of separates them from, you know, being... Again, the, the problem is the problem, the person is not the problem. So when we take them through these exercises in our workshops, we give them prompts that allow them to see that, hey, you know, I have all these strengths. I have some of these qualities that already can help me cope with the things that I'm going through today. Yeah. So hey. there's a bit of education on hmm. our end also, yeah, to, to tell the counsellors, not all problem, you know, this is not a, a support group for problem kids. <laughs> We're just here to help, um, you know, just empower youths to find their own voice through journaling, to begin to articulate their own stories and to see their lives in a way, to tell their stories in ways that make them stronger, that will serve them better. Can you give me an example? I mean, you don't have to name a person, but say a youth who's coming into this, or anyone who comes to your workshop and is journaling, right? what would one way of journaling help them? You know? Yeah. Wait, I tried to answer yeah, okay, why, don't you, why don't you tackle when a person <laughs> comes to you to journal and re-story? Can you take us through that process? Maybe I should just say what the re-story is about. Mm-hmm. So to re-story, <laughs> there's a funny story behind this. Okay. It's because, you know, for Tapestry, we receive stories from people, right? We, uh, we get submissions from the public to send in their own personal stories uh, or, or experiences with mental health challenges. So in the email, there's always this headline called story. Oh. And then when I reply them, there's an R-E. <laughs> <laughs> Is so, that what it is? Yeah, so that's the inspiration. Yeah, very funny origin story. Oh, so it's regarding the story. It's yeah, not, like re as in, yeah. Re, re or retelling. Re, a response, like I see mm. it as responding to that story okay. or replying to that story. Mm-hmm. So that kind of dovetails into the whole narrative therapy where you see your struggles as separate from you. So your stro- your story here is about your struggle you are outside of it so that you can respond to it. So you can reply that story, reply to that story separately. Hmm. So using this, we bring it into schools and we tell them that, you know, all of us have a story to tell. What is your story today? And then by the end of this workshop, how will you respond to this story that you've told yourself? So that is the whole idea of our Restory program. Give me an example of how it works. How do they, in writing about it, separate themselves from the issue and are empowered really to see the strength right so normally we give them a series of prompts like you know for example recall a time when you felt misunderstood a simple prompt like that so then they will start writing about it and you know some who don't like to write may actually prefer to sketch it out so we say you know 
by all means, this is your journal. Do whatever you want. You can even use colors to express whatever you're trying to to say. Right. Uh, this exercise for you to understand yourself. It's not for us to, not for us adults to like look through your journal and say like, okay, come, let me mark it with red pen. <laughs> you, None, cannot, you cannot you feel cannot, this way. Yeah, cannot feel this way. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> so we leave that space to them. We just give them this prompt just to inspire some, trigger some of their thinking that, okay, this is the time when I felt misunderstood. And then the next prompt usually follows to, uh, you know, ask them, what other times have you felt this way? So this again creates that emotional literacy and for it allows them to understand, okay, this emotion that I'm feeling actually happens in these mm. sorts of situations. And then later on, we bring them to through the exercises, through like, you know, they talk about um, your strengths, what other incidences, you know, what have you learned from this? Uh, what, how do you intend to cope with this when it happens again? So... There are no solutions and there's no silver bullet for sure because we only have a short six hours with them for this whole program. We don't expect people to change overnight and have a proper <laughs> essay <Closure. laughs> yeah, and say, ta-da, I'm fixed. But uh, the entire program is just to facilitate that thinking, um, to facilitate that articulation, how, how they would want to express themselves. Yeah, Even if they feel that they cannot express it by the end of it, we hope that they realize that, oh, okay, you know, this is an option. Journaling may not be for me, maybe it's just an option. That's one. Secondly, I notice myself feeling uncomfortable and unable to write this story. Even that is progress. Hmm. Yeah, even when they say, I don't know what to write. So sometimes we get students telling me, Mila, they DM me on, on Zoom and they say, I don't know what to write. Even adults also, because we have these workshops for adults. They say, no, I don't remember a time when I felt misunderstood. In my head, I'm thinking that can't be true. <laughs> but, but, but I, I, yeah, so I respond to that person by saying, well, write it down that you don't know how to respond to this. Write down that you can't recall or that you don't really know what to write about it, you know, how to respond to this problem. Mm. Yeah. Because then when you write it down, you are sending a signal to your own self that, hmm, why is it that I can't write about this? Or, did I and just interrogate that in your own time and space? Yeah. Mm. So it's building that self awareness, building so, the mastery. Yeah. Like you say, you don't go through their journal. It's no. not like an adult reading through, because it's a very private space yes. for them. Yeah. Um, how then do they work through the issues, or, or you know, when they're stuck? Um, how do they help deal with that uh, challenge that they're facing? For example, someone who who's feeling low. Um, about an issue, right? Or have been feeling low for a while um, and then they come here and they write about it, for example. Okay, maybe it's it's a, a relationship gone bad or or something a parent said to them or something a friend or teacher said to them. Then they start like thinking poorly of themselves and, and they see some truths in that maybe, you know, or they feel lousy. So when they write these things, how, do, how can they work through it through journaling if it's not like there's no one there to say... Uh, think about it in the in a way or think of how you can respond or is the system so well structured that people can actually work through it by journaling on their own? I hope so <laughs> because we created our curriculum with a clinical psychologist. Mm. So he's also trained, he's trained in narrative therapy. So there's been, uh, I mean, 
there, there is some rigor in our curriculum, which we're always constantly tweaking according to the needs of our students. So these activities cover topics like um, safety. You know, we want to make sure that when our students are writing about their emotions, they know what to do when they're feeling distressed and how does distress look like. So we break it down for them in class, mm. saying that, okay, these are the signs you should look out for if you're crying for 20 minutes nonstop. Please just stop journaling, you know. And these are the help resources. You can talk to your counsellor. So the counsellor is always on, uh, in the workshops with us as well because their safety is, is priority. And... Um, yeah, so, I mean, we don't expect everyone to come through and, and feel that they can write marvellously and overcome their issues overnight. Um, so, like I said, the, the idea is for them to just put it down and to be self-aware enough to know that these are issues that they're dealing with. And, then, mm. and hopefully that will encourage them to take the next step to talk to someone about this. So, I do give examples in class also, like um, how to reword certain things. I remember there's this, uh, again, this is my own experience. So I used to think that um, I have no friends in class and I I considered myself a loser <laughs> in today's terms, very lame. But I was usually alone. I, I, I was never sociable, very introverted. And you know, sometimes youths can be quite cruel, right, with their words. And I think nowadays it's even worse because of the online bullying and things. So I remember telling myself this story that, okay, I am weird, I have no friends, right? So I flashed it up as an example in class, <laughs> in the workshop, and I put this statement there. And I would tell the students my story, like what I've told you. Um, and, and I told them that there's so much power in our words when we see it on paper, we realize, oh, that is... That is what I've been telling myself. So that is the story I've been telling myself. But then when I, as I grew older, um, you know, I find that, hey, actually, it's not that I'm weird. Maybe it's just because I haven't found the right tribe, you know. So it's a matter of yet. So that's also another segment in our uh, workshops where I tell them there's so much power in a single word and it can change your entire story. So looking at the same line, I am weird, I have no friends. If you put the word yet at the end, it just shifts the entire narrative, mm. right? I have no friends yet. And that brings so much hope. So so we we yeah, so we take them through all these exercises to help them be aware that okay, this is the story I'm telling myself right now, and this is what I journal about. I can come back and look at this. What words can I add that would shift this story that will you know, that yeah, the, the again to respond to that story. Yeah. Would would this journaling workshop that you talk about, where it's facilitated and there is rigors behind, um, you know, the questions that they have to answer and for them to work through, be any different from say someone who's just journaling on their own? I don't know. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I okay. I must say that our workshop is not everything. It's just sure, sure, one sure. of many. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for myself, coming from personal experience, I used to journal a lot on my own. But I do notice that there's a danger in, you know, when you're alone and doing this, it, you're going into it without knowing where it's going. Mm -hmm. So when I was really depressed and I was actually contemplating suicide, I would journal about it, right? Mm -hmm. And it just took me to such a dark place because I noticed that I was writing about the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I was rehearsing the hurt 
I was just ruminating and just just revising, and um, it it was instead of so the journaling that time became very damaging for me instead of it became harmful instead of mm. helpful, because I was just you know telling myself the same awful things again and again and again, and uh, actually <laughs> because of that journaling, I started writing my own suicide note. I don't know if this is okay to talk about. Yeah, no, why not? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I started writing about my suicide note. You know, like my, so I started addressing different people. Then the logistics were there. What's my my banking password? My phone password? My email password? Please send this item to so and so. Please like pack this here and there. <laughs> so basically, instructions lah for mm-hmm. whoever may have may may find this. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of just journaling this suicide note, I. I actually felt better. I felt that there was a, a, a relief, um, like you know that there's a. I felt a bit more settled, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, it's only later on I realized. Oh no! If that person, if if I was really struggling and I stopped at that point, then, then journaling would would have just facilitated. That would have been the final, yeah, yeah. like a final uh, act. Yeah, correct. And that is why in workshops now I tell people to. Go into it, but be aware of when you're hitting that that red zone, and it should be a guided activity. Have a backup plan. You know, it's like when you're trying to do a, a marathon, right? Please, you, you can definitely run on your own. You know, practice and train on your own for for a marathon. But if you're not self-aware of how much to push your body, that's dangerous. That's when exercise goes from helpful to harmful. Mm. So same for journaling. Yeah. What is that one truth that journaling? Probably provides for people that that we don't think about, but I think because you journal through your own difficulties, you've come up with workshops and facilitated these things, and even work with clinical psychologists. You know, on how journaling can help. Um, what is it about journaling? What does it do for someone? Firstly, it's I I think the key thing is that it's cathartic. It allows people to just vent <laughs> because imagine. I mean, like when we talk about struggles, immediately we think WhatsApp, right? <laughs> when we WhatsApp someone, you <laughs> we have no idea how they're gonna respond to mm-hmm. us, and sometimes their response can be hurtful. But journaling is that safe space that you get a lot of control over, so you get to say whatever you want to say. Say you can curse and swear, and it nobody's gonna judge you. And your journal is not gonna talk back to you and say, "Hey, you know, you're overthinking. You know, you shouldn't be saying these things." <laughs> so journaling is very accessible. It's non-judgmental, and it's really a great space to just let it all out. And just by doing that, is is cathartic and healing in itself. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Nicole, for your very very honest and real sharing. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be back again. <laughs> oh no. Oh yes. <laughs> yes, reframe. <laughs> Thank you for having me and for hearing my rambling. Yes. Always. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you.